Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I, If you can't tell, your boy Speeds is excited because week one is upon us, all right? This is like a regular Tuesday show. A month and a half from now, I'm going to be here on Tuesday inside Studio 34 giving it to you, talking about waivers, right? Talking about what I like coming up for the next week. And we're going to do that today as well. We got a big show for you. Like I said when I saw you last on Thursday, guys and gals. A lot of roster movement over this weekend after the fourth preseason game. A lot of people say the fourth preseason game does not matter. I beg to differ. Something like 1,100 players in the NFL got cut over the last weekend. It matters to them and their families, even if it doesn't matter to your fantasy football roster. I'll tell you what may matter for fantasy, so we'll get you all caught up on, you know, everything from who got cut, who got traded, who got signed, and who still has not walked into the facility. We'll talk about that. I'll also, listen, I've been giving you my diamonds and my fugazis, the guys you need to forget about at every position, right? So we're going to do that, but this time for defenses, all right? We're going to do that. Then what we're going to do is, listen, there are some leagues you may have drafted in like late July. You may have drafted in early August, okay? I'm in a couple of expert leagues, the Flex League for one, where I drafted. It was like the first weekend in August, There's some players that are available in the player universe now that were not then. A lot of leagues are doing their initial waiver run today, tomorrow. I'm going to give you position by position, guys that you can target. And then, of course, we put the fun in functional sports content here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to get down with the stats over beat Cypher. We're going to check in with my man Danny Otto and his vacation. All that good stuff. Big shout out, as always, to my people that are always right there. I'm talking about Strong Style Ninja. Yo, Fred Martinez. Yo, we need to do some 23 and Me pod to see if we're on the same tree. D Gold, what is up? D Blue 213 LA, what is up? Renee Figueroa, what is up? Uh, Ernest Delva, ya tu sabe. That's what it is, all right? People are talking about Le'Veon Bell. We are going to talk about Le'Veon Bell. Remember, I mentioned some people who have yet to walk into the facility. Lev Bell is definitely one of them. I'll talk about the way I would play Lev Bell. But we have a poll question up as well. And it's around Le'Veon Bell. What is your level of concern right now? Okay. The last year, he walked in on Labor Day. People said on social media he was going to walk in on Labor Day. This year, he was like, nah. 
fake news, no collusion. And he was like, nah, I'm not. I expected him to walk into the facility today. Didn't happen. So if he comes tomorrow, and personally, I'm telling you right now, I believe that Le'Veon Bell will report to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the next 24 hours. That is my belief. I believe that when I am sitting here on Thursday with the Stats Overbeat Cypher, we're going to talk about Le'Veon Bell as a full participant in Thursday's practice. We'll be talking about him as like, is he up to speed yet or not? That's Thursday. But right now, he still has yet to walk into the facility. So my question for you is, what is your level of concern for Le'Veon Bell for week one? Now, last year, remember, he came in, and then weeks one and two, it was, it was I, but it wasn't Le'Veon Bell, right? So what's your level of concern there? Is it that, hey, everything's going to be fine? Is it, I'm a little concerned, but I'm still starting him? Or is it, oh, my God, I need James Conner right now. Thank you to the over 100 people that have already voted in the last hour since I put it up. We'll check in with that right now. A lot of you guys got your hair on fire. You're thinking like Chicken Little, like the sky is falling. 46% of you say, oh, my God, I need James Conner. I'll tell you what I think about that in a hot second. Let's get you all caught up if you were living under a rock for the last weekend. I got you. First of all, Jarek McKinnon, torn ACL, done. For 2018, okay? He did this in a non-contact injury. I've been telling you guys for the better part of two months that I liked Jarek McKinnon overall when I, you know, when he got moved, but then I thought the hype train went way too far on Jarek McKinnon. I told you guys I was out on Jarek McKinnon, and I made the comparison of other backs that flashed in a PPR role, role but then couldn't handle the load as the main guy. I said Jarek McKinnon was in that conversation. If you listened to me, you avoided Jarek McKinnon. I'm going to tell you right now what you need to do, though. You need to scoop up Alf Morris. Okay, Alfred Morris is going to be the early down back for the San Francisco 49ers this year. Matt Breida has a role, but it is a pass-catching PPR kind of role. Alfred Morris is the guy they went out and got. Why? Because because of his time in our nation's capital with Kyle Shanahan, he knows the system. He's not going to be exciting, but he is a starting running back in the NFL who you can get for very cheap. We'll talk about him. In our waiver wire as well. So that Jarek McKinnon injury is definitely number one. Uh, trade, Khalil Mack. Listen, Khalil Mack and the Oakland Raiders were in a stare down. So it happened, right? Um, Khalil Mack gets traded to the Bears. It was Khalil Mack and a second round pick for two first round picks back from Chicago in 2019 and 2020, right? But then the Bears turn around and pay that Man, six years, $141 million, 90 of which is guaranteed for Khalil Mack and his family, okay? He becomes the richest uh, defensive player in NFL history. It is the biggest contract in NFL history for a defensive player. Six years, $141 million, okay? We're talking about 22-plus per, all right? So we like that, Um. But I don't know what the Raiders are doing. They trade Khalil Mack, making their uh, roster on defense very pedestrian. They traded away Martavis Bryant because there was the cloud, no pun intended, around Martavis Bryant about the suspension. He now has an indefinite suspension. This is his second indefinite suspension in what has been a four-year career. So they traded a third-round draft pick to get Martavis Bryant and now are casting him aside before he ever plays it down for the team. They are trading away their best player in Khalil Mack. They trade for Andy McCarron. I mean, excuse me, A.J. McCarron, which should tell you all you need to know about the status of whatever backups they had, like Connor Cook or whatever it was, right? 
So I've told you for a while that I am on the under for the Oakland Raiders. I continue to be on the under for the Oakland Raiders. I got it at nine because I was telling you guys about this months ago. Now I think it's down to eight. I still like the under on the Oakland Raiders. As I mentioned, Khalil Mack got the richest contract in NFL history for a defensive player. He set the market that was set 24 hours previously. Aaron Donald finally came to an agreement with the Los Angeles Rams. They agreed on a six-year, $135 million contract, 87 of which was guaranteed. Now, the Raiders, I don't know what they're doing, right, in Oakland. But the Rams, I know what they're doing. They are shoving all their chips to the middle of the table. They know that when Jared Goff, they have Goff on his rookie deal, right? And we've said this before on the Fantasy Freestyle. I've said this before as the stable genius and vocal minority on the Fantasy Sports Network. I have said that your window of opportunity when you have a good quarterback on their rookie contract is right then and there. They know they're going to have to pay the piper eventually as it relates to Goff. So they are going all in right now. They get Aaron Donald. This year they had Indomitian Sue they got on a uh, $14 million deal. They acquire Aqib Tlaib. They acquire Marcus Peters. They acquire Sam Shields for that defense, right? They acquire Brandon Cooks and sign him to a five-year, $80 million deal. They extend Todd Gurley to a four-year, $60 million deal. They extend their offensive lineman, Rob Havenstein, to a four-year, $32 million deal. They are making it rain in the city of Angels, and they're only going to be able to do so for a couple more years because then they're going to have to pay Jared Goff. This team's window is right now. And I believe they're going to do something with it when I give you my predictions for the NFC Championship game. The Los Angeles Rams may be involved. Okay, so listen, going into this, we knew about Khalil Mack. We knew about Aaron Donald. There are still two name guys that have not come into the building. The first is Earl Thomas in Seattle. They're playing a game of chicken that I don't think has an end in sight. I talk about this with my man Scott Angle, the king Scotty Angle. And by the way, happy birthday to my man, the king, El Rey de Fantasia, FSWA Hall of Famer Scott Angle. You need to go on right now if you haven't yet. You need to go over to rotoexperts.com and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. It gives you the great rankings, the great content, everything you need to win your leagues and win that cash. But shout out to my man, Scott Angle, birthday boy. Hope he's doing big things right now. Um, but I asked him about Earl Thomas. And he's saying, you know, to stare down right now as well. Listen, he sold this house in Seattle. He don't want to be there, all right? He's been talking about wanting to go down to Texas and Dallas for a while now. But here's the thing. The Seahawks haven't blinked either. So the question is, does he want to start risking his game checks? Earl Thomas, that is. You know, Money can be a great motivator. What is he going to do? Lose a quarter of a million dollars that his family, I'm sure, has had earmarked? Or is he going to show up with his hat in his hand? Or what happens if he does take this principled approach after week one? Does that make the Seahawks think like, man, this dude might be serious? And do they budge? I think the standoff between Earl Thomas and the Seahawks goes beyond this weekend. And then I think he's going to get traded. So keep an eye out on that. The other name is... Le'Veon Bell. So let's talk about this. As it relates to Le'Veon Bell, I think he's coming in tomorrow. The question is, what does that mean for week one? Listen, if you drafted him in your top three in season-long leagues, I agree with Clayton Trahan, who's on the poll, you start Le'Veon Bell. 
Okay. But DFS, I ain't starting them this week. All right. If I have other options, I'm looking at that. Look, I talked about this on in the, this morning. It's completely viable that you have, oh, I don't know, Le'Veon Bell as your number one running back. It's viable then that you got Joe Mixon as your RB2, let's say. And then in that scenario, it's also viable that you have, say, like maybe a Deion Lewis as a flex back. I'm telling you right now, in PPR formats, if I'm faced with that conversation, I am starting Deion Lewis over Le'Veon Bell this week. Don't get me wrong. I'm still drafting Le'Veon Bell in the top three tonight because I think it's going to be fine season long. Don't get me wrong. He's still the back to own. I love Lev Bell. But if you have another starting running back option, I'd put him in for Lev just for week one. And here's why. I think James Conner is going to get some burn this Sunday against Cleveland, regardless of if Love Bell walks in tomorrow or not. I think we're getting about 70%, 80% of Le'Veon Bell. He's a finely tuned athlete. He knows the scheme, the system. He will be fine. What I'm worried about is like Mike Tomlin benching him for the first two series as a little slap on the wrist. I'm worried about maybe Conner getting in there in a bigger rotation. I could be completely wrong, and Lev Bell could go for 143 and two touchdowns and seven catches, just as, like, in FU mode. That's very viable. That's very possible. I think what's more likely to happen is that he will be weaned in, that the Steelers' backs will be more of a timeshare for week one than we've ever seen. That's not stopping me from drafting him number whatever you were going to anyway. If he's there for you at three, I'm taking him. If he's there for you at two in PPR settings, I'm taking him. He was my number one overall back going into the drafts anyway. Still is, especially in PPR formats. But for week one, I can see a bigger timeshare than we may have thought. Other things that uh, caught my eye over the weekend. Evan Ingram, back at practice. He's going to be fine. Remember, he was in the concussion protocol. He's going to be fine. You can start him with confidence, okay, uh, week one. They play the Jaguars, right? So their wide receivers are going to be back with the Jackson 5, right, and Cat Scratch Fever. If you're part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, if you're part of the Best Friends Forever, you remember the Cat Scratch Fever from Jacksonville last year. So that might be Odell, that might be Sterling Shepard, but it might be Ingram, you know, in the middle of the field. So that might be viable. Um, The other tight end news I wanted to mention is as it relates to the Chargers, right? So in an intriguing move over the weekend, uh, they put Hunter Henry on PUP, not IR. Okay, so that means that there's a chance that Hunter Henry returns, what, in December or in the playoffs or a playoff roster kind of thing. And then what do they do? Uh, late over the weekend, or maybe even on Labor Day, they go ahead and sign Antonio Gates to a one-year deal. Okay, a lot of people said that this was going to happen. No, Antonio Gates does not need the preseason. He knows everything he needs to know about the scheme. He knows everything he needs to know about Phillip Rivers. And I think he's going to be viable in the red zone. I think he's going to be viable on third down when Phillip Rivers wants his security blanket. I have been hyping up Mike Williams as a Chargers wide receiver for the better part of a month or two months. I still like Mike Williams to take a step forward this year as a second-year wide receiver who's, you know, recovering from his injuries and looks healthy. I still like Mike Williams, but I do have a little bit of cause for pause as it turns into that touchdown production, that red zone uh, targets. Those things I do think Antonio Gates will eat into a little bit, but I'm still comfortable with Mike Wallace as a, um, as a wide receiver four. 
All right, so maybe wide receiver, you know, in the late 40s, later down in drafts when you're down in round 10 or something like that. I'm okay still with Mike Williams. Before we go to break, also glad to let you know the Bills have decided to start Nate Peterman at Baltimore. I'm telling you, Josh Allen is still the answer for this team long-term. They still see Josh Allen as their long-term franchise quarterback. I think they're trying to protect Josh Allen here. That offensive line is blunt guts trash in Buffalo. And I think they're worried about Nate Peterman, uh, excuse me, about Josh Allen getting beat up early in the season. They play the Ravens with their pass rush, the Chargers with Boza and Ingram coming after them, and then the Vikings with Hunter and Griffin and like Sheldon Richardson putting pressure on them. I think they're letting Nate Peterman in in essence be the sacrificial lamb, throwing him to the Wolves so that Josh Allen gets it when the schedule opens up a little bit and hopefully they get time to coach up that offensive line. That's where I'm at on the Bills and I'm still running to the window to take the under on the Buffalo Bills season win total because guess what? Zero people have bet the over. I literally checked on my bookie the kind of like statistics and analytics. They have zero people that have bet the over on the Buffalo Bills. That's why their juice is at minus 190 for the under and plus 170 for the over. Get it now before it goes down if you want. When we come back, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk defensive diamonds and fugazis. We're going to talk initial waiver run, and we answer your questions from the Stats Overbeat Cypher in the chat room. Big ups to my people right there. You know what it is. Speeds and spitting statistician. Fantasy freestyle. Leg out. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Hey, yo, Bono's this word and Bono's that, but Bono Jack, because Bo can't rap, so what do you know? The did off is first up to bat, no batteries included and no strings attached, no holes barred, good time for move faking, I got to get the loot so I can bring home the bacon, that's what we do, we help you win your leagues and win that cash, big shout out here on the Fantasy Freestyle to my stats over beat cypher. Nobody supports their hosts more than the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Big shout out to Siraj. Uh, Siraj Patel telling everybody to get down on the Patreon. Dilly dilly to him. And hit me up on the Patreon, okay? Subscribe to me. That's the only way I'm going to be able to answer your questions all fantasy football season. All right? Y'all bombard me with questions. You know I try to do what I can for the Cypher. But that is the way to go. I see some people hitting me up with questions here in the chat room. We're going to get that. My man Danny Otto, who is back in the fantasy Hit of misery, dilly dilly to him, dilly dilly to Sergio Rodriguez out there as well. I see your question. Wide receivers, huh? Cooper, Crowder, Stills, or Cup? You need two in a PPR. That is tough. Um, here's the thing for me. I like all four of these wide receivers, Sergio. I'm going to tell you right now, Cooper is a definite. I've evolved on Amari Cooper. If you're part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, you know I was down on him. I thought he was blunt guts trash last year that he defecated the mattress. This year, I'm in on Cooper. 
no Michael Crabtree, and in the John Gruden offense, the number one wide receiver always does well. So Cooper is in it for me. It gets real interesting with the other guys. It was um, Crowder. Stills or Cup. Cup is part of that herd. I be talking about the fantasy herds all the time, and I think Cup is part of the herd. There's going to be some weeks where he pops off. It's great to have him on your roster, but I would take these other guys. If you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said Jameson Crowder and then Kenny Stills, but with Devontae Parker still being out with that broken hand, Kenny Stills is the number one receiver for these Miami Dolphins, and I believe the Miami Dolphins' game flow will dictate that they are going to be down. I'm bumping Kenny Stills up. I might take Stills even over a shot of J-Mo and a shot of Jamison Crowder. I want to say, uh, listen, there's somebody, yo, Mario Alanis. Big shout-out to you out there on the chat room saying freestyle, greater than sign, frenzy, greater than sign, BFFs. Now, listen, guys, I love the support. But my man, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, he helps you get that bag also. My, my people, Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, they do what it is. And then afterwards, drinks are on Greg, right? So I love everybody here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for sure. But I appreciate the love. Mario's also asking me real quick, Marvin Jones or Jarvis Landry? I'm with Jarvis Landry. I don't think Josh Gordon is going to be right week one. Antonio Callaway is actually going to start. I'm all over Jarvis Landry week one against Pittsburgh. That is my answer. My man Danny Otto is going to be loading up more questions. We'll answer them throughout the show. And don't forget, always hit me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, at Patreon as well. All right, here's what I want to do. I wanted to give you some uh, waivers because a lot of leagues have you draft. Let's say you drafted in early August, right? You have a waiver run that's happening right now. All right, so let me tell you some running backs, some wideouts, maybe a tight end as well. At running back, listen, the answers are fairly obvious, right? Adrian Peterson was not in the player universe when you might have drafted. He now is. He is now the starting running back for the Washington football team. He's a name to note. Alfred Morris, who I just said is the starting running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He needs to be in your queue. Other guys I like. We talked about James Conner as well. But I'm telling you right now, do not blow your budget on James Conner. I see people in the chat room being like, I drafted Le'Veon Bell. That was a mistake. No, it wasn't. All you're going to get is maybe less than, you know, amazing Lev Bell for week one. And then he's going to be just fine. Le'Veon Bell is not losing you your league, okay? If you're a Le'Veon Bell owner... Then you need James Conner, yes. Okay? But otherwise, it's all good. Uh, I don't think, I think Conner is a one week kind of thing, unless, of course, there's some kind of injury. Knock on wood. Two other names that I like, though. I like Jordan Wilkins. I like Jordan Wilkins. The Marlon Mack hamstring injury is lingering. That's a problem. Turbin is out on suspension for four games. This kid, Jordan Wilkins, I think, is going to have a chance to not only start. On Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals, I think he's got a chance to grab the brass ring and be one of these rookies who came off the beaten path, who this year are not, you know, the names you know, are not Royce Freeman, not Saquon Barkley, not, you know, Rashad Penny. Wilkins is a guy who I think has a chance to come off the radar and be a rookie running back who actually helps your team this year. I like Jordan Wilkins. And here's the last name I'll give you as a running back. He's available in something like 45% of leagues. Or, or, excuse me, he's available in 55% of leagues. And it's James White. I like James White a lot in PPR formats, especially early in the season. Let me tell you why. 
Rex Burkhead is dealing with a slight tear in his knee. Sony Michelle, uh, the rookie who they drafted and who I do believe is going to be that dude for the Patriots eventually, more than like the whack-a-mole that the Patriots have had in years past, in fact. But that's later in the season. Julian Edelman still out on suspension for the first four games. I think James White can catch seven balls on Sunday against the Texans. Okay, I think James White could be the comfortable person that Brady knows quickly out of the backfield, along with Hogan and, uh, of course, Gronk. Right, so I like James White. He's like the only healthy running back for New England. He's familiar. There are games where he catches six, seven, eight balls. I I wouldn't be surprised if Sunday is one of them. Okay, so for me, I like James White. I like Alfred Morris better than Adrian Peterson, and I like Jordan Wilkins. I would let someone else go get Adrian Peterson, unless you're a Lev Bell owner. I would let someone else get James Conner. At wide receiver, some things that have happened since maybe you drafted in early August and you haven't had a chance on the waiver run, right? The first thing, the name I'm going to give you, Geronimo! I'm talking about Geronimo Allison on the Green Bay Packers. I like this a lot. Randall Cobb is the number two wide receiver, supposedly. I believe Geronimo Allison is going to be the number two wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay Packers offense. If you can get Geronimo Allison... And he's on your waiver wire. You need to do that right now, okay? Listen, there's been a lot of buzz over the last week or two that Randall Cobb is on the trading block. Why do you think the Packers might be comfortable moving Randall Cobb? It's because they believe Geronimo Allison in what I believe is his third year may take a step forward, okay? And I believe those rookie wide receivers they think can fill the third wide receiver role. And I think Allison, Geronimo Allison, is someone primed to take a step forward. And with this Randall Cobb buzz, that might have been someone who's you know, on the waiver wire for you in your league. Remember also Marquise Lee has gone down with the ACL injury since maybe early in uh, August or even the middle of August, those drafts, right? And so if you drafted in, say, the first or second weekend of August and then you had a waiver run and the waivers have been locked, now Marquise Lee is eviscerated. This one, I'm a little cautious with, okay? I personally think that the guy who stands to benefit the most personally is Dante Moncrief. I think it's Yaman, Yaman Grief. Um, I think he stands to benefit more than D.D. Westbrook, more than Keelan Cole, okay? Um, but here's the thing. The question is, how much do you want to invest in the Jaguars passing game anyway? And for me, it's not that much, Right, They want Blake Bortles to manage the game. Jacksonville wants to win games with Blake Bortles throwing the ball like 10 times. They want to win via Leonard Fournette and their defense. So I don't know how much of the Jags passing game I would take. You know what I would do is, and he's still probably available, I do think it bumps up Austin Safarian Jenkins, the Rastafari, King Hali Selassie. You know, because maybe these wide receivers are down the field and all, but Blake... Goes to a safety blanket. I think Austin Safarian Jenkins is very intriguing. And here's the other thing. Week one, those Jaguars have the New York Giants. You know the team that is the worst in the NFL over the last couple of years at defending the tight end? The New York Giants. So I think he makes for an interesting DFS play, an interesting weekly play in your season longs as well. Give me Austin Safarian Jenkins. So I give you Geronimo Allison. If you want to take a stab on the Jacksonville wide receivers, I say that's okay. And then the other name I'll give you, 
is John Ross on Cincinnati. He's proven to be healthy. He's proven to be that over-the-top guy for Cincinnati. You saw the 50-some-odd-yard touchdown in that preseason game. I like the Cincinnati Bengals a little bit more than I did a month ago. Their offensive line looks decent. They have a healthy Ross and a healthy Tyler Eifert. When are you going to hear me say that? You know about A.J. Green. And if, if Andy Dalton gets some time, he's looked decent. All right? So I'm uh, when we talk Thursday and I give you a DFS lineup, I may, in fact, do a cheap Bengals stack against the Indianapolis Colts pass defense, one that we know has been eviscerated over the last couple of years, right? So you give me versus the Indianapolis Colts in week one. You give me a better offensive line. Maybe I'll take a low-value stack right there or a low-price stack. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But John Ross is another wide receiver name to note of uh, waivers that may have run. And at tight end, listen, I'm not on Antonio Gates. Um, I'm on more like, like I said, Austin Safarian Jenkins. And then, listen, people stay away from Tyler Eifert because they don't think he's healthy. He's healthy right now. So, you know, when he was healthy last uh, for a full season, he had 14 touchdowns and a pro bowler. He's a top-five tight end. When healthy, as of now, he's healthy. So those are guys that I kind of like. What I want to get into, uh, you know, hit me up if you agree, if you disagree. We're going to answer your questions that are coming up. My man Danny Otto is hitting me up. We're going to answer some of the questions that I'm getting from the Stats Overbeat Cypher a little bit in, uh, you know, in our last segment. So please, please keep on hitting them out there. I see what you're doing. I'm going to get after them in a minute. But the last thing I want to tell you is some defensive diamonds and fugazis. For the season, if you're still drafting, or maybe even if you're streaming. I'm going to tell you right now, defenses have big-time variants, okay? And that's the first thing I want to note. For example, Baltimore was the second-ranked defense last year in fantasy. You know what? They had five defensive touchdowns, two return touchdowns, seven touchdowns. If that goes down this year, they fall to outside the top ten. Defense variance is in the touchdowns. The Detroit defense was a top five scoring defense last year. They had five defensive touchdowns, two return touchdowns. That's seven. If they don't get that, they fall into a bottom half defense. All right, so watch the touchdowns, okay, because that can really inflate a defense, and that's flighty. You think you can rely on pick sixes from teams or fumble recoveries for touchdowns or return touchdowns? You're not going to catch me doing that, okay? So when you see teams like that that had a lot of defensive touchdowns last year, I say those are fugazis, Detroit. I love the Baltimore defense. We all know that they're, like, prided on defense, but I don't know if they can replicate seven touchdowns and a block kick that they had last year. You know about Jacksonville, right? Here are the teams that I like. I'll give you three and a half. Um, You got to rely here on the pass rush and the secondary. I think teams that are weak at the linebacker level are okay, but the way you score fantasy defenses is getting sacks on the quarterback, pressure on the quarterback, and turnovers. Okay, interceptions, good secondaries. When I look at sacks, okay, yeah, there was Jacksonville. Pittsburgh led the league in sacks. Okay, that's interesting to me, and they get a, score a lot of points, and they, uh, you know, they get up on teams, and then they can release the hounds, right? They also play the, uh, they play a couple teams that are kind of the dregs of the AFC, so I like them a little bit. Um, the Los Angeles Rams, they were fourth in the league in sacks last year, and they just added in Dominican Sue. They're going to get pressure up the middle, 
straight up the middle, and they got ball-hawking secondary guys, Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters. These are guys who gamble. Right, so I think they're going to get sacks. I think they're going to get picks. I love the Rams defense, but you probably knew that one already. I love the Chargers defense. Ingram and Boza coming off the edges. Hayward as one cornerback. Derwin James, who is a Swiss Army knife, who's going to make some headlines this year as well. I like the Chargers. I like the Minnesota Vikings defense as well. A little bit lower in sacks. They only had 37 sacks, right? But I believe Griffin and Daniel Hunter are going to bring it, and they have a great secondary. So those are some guys, some teams that I like there. And then when you think about kind of the turnovers, a team that's interesting for me is New Orleans. Last year, they finished as, you know, kind of a top, what, eight defense. And a lot of people are wondering if the variance is going to get them. And it might. Week one, though, at home against Tampa and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like that. Week two, home against the Cleveland Browns. I like that as well. So those are some defenses that I like, whether it's in the draft or streaming. And I'm telling you, I'm staying away from those defenses that uh, you know, scored a lot of touchdowns last year because that is shady, that is flighty. There's a lot of variance on that from week to week. Again, thanks to everybody who's answering the poll question right now. Right now, most of you guys are thinking the sky is falling. Oh my God, I need James Conner has 46% of the vote. 34% of you are saying, you are concerned, but he's still starting for me. And 20% of you say, absolutely, everything will be fine. Big shout out to my man, Benny Riccardi, the 1099G, put up a gif of like fires all around him, but saying he'll be fine. Mike Blewett, my co-host at 8 a.m., Monday through Friday on Fantasy Sports Today, is saying, as a Steeler fan, he is that exact gif. And Clayton Trahan, big shout out to Clayton, friend of the pod, friend of the show, Stats Overbeat Cypher says you play him in season long i agree but any bell owners need to grab connor if they can i agree if you're a bell owner get james connor if you can if not don't worry about it um and in dfs don't touch them you know don't don't touch them so i agree on that big shout out of course to the stats overbeat cypher here's what we're gonna do all right here's what we're gonna do a couple of things i see perry ing real quick saying dilly dilly who should i drop to grab wilkins you got Tariq Cohen, no. Geronimo Allison, no. Matt Breeder, no. I agree with Peter Rod, who says none of them. None of them. It's not Tariq Cohen in a, in a, wait, point per rush? In a point per rush league, that's a different setting. Tariq Cohen is probably a little bit down in that. It's still, you know, those guys are good. I would ask you, Perry, do you have a second tight end that you can spare? Do you have a backup quarterback at replacement value, okay, to go and maybe get a Jordan Wilkins? Because these guys that you mentioned, Tariq Cohen, Geronimo Allison, Matt Breeder, they need to stay on your roster in my opinion. Michael Jackson is asking Detroit's defense or the Texans' defense why would I take the defense facing Tom Brady? That will not be the answer. Instead, I'll face the defense, even though it's my man. I'll take the defense facing Sam Darnold in his first start of his career on the road on Monday Night Football. I'd rather ride with that as my opponent than Tom Brady in FU mode, all right? So there we go um, right here. We're coming back after the break. Here's what we're going to do. All right. We're going to load up these questions. I'm going to talk to the stats over beat site from my man, Danny, Danny auto dilly dilly to him. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to find out how Danny's uh, vacation went. All right. His birthday uh, weekend down there in a state that, uh, is legalizing things. So we'll talk about that. Right. And then what we're going to do is, uh, 
I got an interesting story about DFS that I want to get to, all right? So it's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius, the vocal minority. We're going to come back with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. Answer your questions right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Big shout out. And as my man Strong Style says, pound that like button, pa. I want to see it more than where it is now when we come back, all right? That's your homework. Like my ish. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Spending cheese, we be big pimping on BLADs. We be big pimping up in NYC. It's that speeds on the mic. You know what it is. Fantasy freestyle. That's how it is. We big pimping. We spending that cheese that we about to win in fantasy football. We spending that cheese that we are about to win in DFS in week one. That's how we do it here on the Stats Over Beat Cypher on the Fantasy Freestyle. First of all, again, I love the Cypher. I told you to hit that like button. Literally, we've got like, what, triple the amount of likes that we had when we started the break. So big shout out to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Nobody loves their fans, loves their followers, loves their listeners, loves their viewers like the spitting statistician with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Anybody who's in the chat room right now will tell you that Speeds is not lying on that. Thank you so much to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. So here's what we got to do. I got to help y'all out. All right, so let's start right now. I got a couple of questions my man Danny Otto is telling me about. So Fred Martinez, I like how we're going to lead with the Martinez, okay? We're going to lead with the Martinez. Uh, ya tu sabe. Um, que lo que, ya tu sabe. Um, he traded Mixon for Keenan Allen. Was that good? I mean, maybe, right? Here's the thing. Especially when I see trades like this, um, that's like a wide receiver for a running back or vice versa. It's hard for me to tell you unless I know the rest of the roster, right? Do I think Keenan Allen overall is better than Joe Mixon this year? Yes. Overall, I would have Keenan Allen ranked higher than Joe Mixon. But I don't know the rest of your wideouts, and I don't know the rest of your running backs. The way you got to think about it is this. Is the jump between your last starting wide receiver up to Keenan Allen? Let I don't know who your last starting wide receiver is, and that's why I can't tell you. Maybe it's Robbie Anderson. Maybe it's Cooper Cup. May, I don't know who it is. But is the jump from that person to Keenan Allen bigger than the drop from Joe Mixon to whoever you're putting in his place. That's what you got to think about. 
And if that delta is greater than, then yes, in that situation, it's a good trade. But that's what I always say to people. People hit me up on Twitter. People hit me up on Patreon, which is where the real stats over Beat Cypher gets their answers. Um, and I'm like, ah, it depends on if you can handle the hit at running back. All right, Fred? So that's my issue with you trading Mixon for Keenan Allen. It might be great, but if all of a sudden now you got no one to play at running back except Mark Ingram, who you got to wait four weeks for, then it's a problem. Okay, you got to think about it comprehensively. Even if it's a one for one like that, you got to think about it almost as a two for two, including who your bench person is. And if that change is important, Uh, Perry Ng is in here right now. Who's more valuable, Wilkins or Breida? That is an interesting question. I like Wilkins. I'm telling you guys, I like Wilkins. Breida is going to be in a timeshare. In San Francisco. And he's not going to be the early down guy. He's going to be the pass catching guy, the PPR kind of guy. So if you're in a PPR league, sure. But I think Jordan Wilkins has the potential to be like the guy for Indianapolis. The safer bet is Matt Breida. The swing risk kind of, you know, uh, kind of all risk, all reward is Jordan Wilkins, and I'm here telling you I like Jordan Wilkins as a guy that is down, that you can get on waivers right now, who has the potential to be a dude that in week seven, week eight, everyone's like, oh my God, Jordan Wilkins, right? I think there's less potential for Matt Breida to ever get to that level, but he's the safer one, so it depends on the rest of your roster. Okay, so there's where it is, Perry. That's where I talk about the value, and the value is relative to the rest of your roster, okay? Matt Breida, I think, is you know, safer floor, especially in PPR formats. But uh, Wilkins, I think, is the home run swing. I, I think Wilkins is a home run swing here. Sergio Rodriguez said he needed two. Cup, uh, is it Cooper, Crowder, Stills, and Cup? I'm going out of these. Amari Cooper and Kenny Stills, especially for week one. I want to see what Jamison Crowder has with Alex Smith first. I know Stills is the number one there in Miami, and there's hardly any other options. Uh, and Cup is in that fantasy herd, right? So uh, Simon is out there. Chris Carson, AP, or Fuller in a half-point PPR. Um, give me Chris Carson this week. Okay, for week one right now, give me Chris Carson. He is that lead dog until Penny takes the role. I don't believe in Adrian Peterson. I also think that uh, Cardinals' run defense will be stout, who he faces in week one. Um, and Fuller, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just down on Fuller. I'm not the guy. I'm lower on Fuller than most people in the industry are. I don't believe you can all of a sudden extrapolate out what he did with Deshaun Watson last year. Okay, if you did, then he's going to get, what, 19 touchdowns? That's not happening. Okay, so I'm a little bit lower on Fuller. Of these guys, give me Chris Carson because I think he's the lead dog in Seattle there. Freddie Martinez, again, Crowder, Watkins, or on Johnson, PPR and the flex. This is interesting. Because it's PPR, I would, I would have Crowder and then maybe on Johnson. But Crowder is the answer for me. Crowder is a safe PPR kind of guy. He's a PPR kind of wide receiver. I think in PPR, I like Crowder a little bit better. Um... But with Sergio, you know, I'm still taking Cooper or Stills over that. But I do like Crowder a lot. I, I, you know, I'm up for a shot at JMO anytime. Give me some Jameson Crowder. That is, I do like him, especially in PPR formats. I think Crowder is a fine PPR flex option as long as he is healthy. Okay, check the updates on Jameson Crowder as it relates to the in- injuries. But if he's good to go and it's trending that way later on in the week, Crowder is the answer for that one. Adam Connolly is asking Breeder. Breida or Lynch? 
and a half point PPR. That is interesting. Give me beast mode, though. I think beast mode is a legitimate back end RB2. I think Brita is going to have to, you know, show something, get in the end zone, get a day where he has six catches, something like that. I think the stable play there is beast mode. Marshawn Lynch. We'll take one more question right now, and it comes from Don Preston. Don Preston is asking me, OJ Howard or Austin Safarian Jenkins? I'm taking the Rastafari. King Hali Selassie I, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Uh, Rastafari. I mentioned it before. The Giants are, um, you know, they're, they're dog-ish against the tight end. They have been for years. And with Marquise Legon, I think he might be the guy who takes a bump. And OJ Howard, listen, a couple things. One, Ryan Fitzpatrick, not Jameis. Two, and I know he had some good games with uh, Fitzpatrick last year. Nah. Two, he's splitting with Cameron Brait. You know? And so what are you going to do? You start A.J. Howard and then Cameron Brake catches a touchdown. Cameron Brake catches six balls. O.J. Howard catches two. At least Austin Safarian Jenkins as the Rastafari is the only guy there at the tight end position. So that's why I like that. Danny Otto, if we got a couple more questions, we can get them ready for the show. Dilly dilly to my man Lance Davis. Um, Peter Ron is asking John Ross or Anthony Miller. That is a very interesting question in my opinion. I, I'm intrigued by Anthony Miller. I really, really am. I like his skill set, but what do I always say here? I say it's skill set and opportunity. And you know what I say about the rookie wide receivers? And in Chicago, yeah, there's Anthony Miller, but there's also Allen Robinson. There's also Trey Burton. There's also Tariq Cohen. I think all three of them get more targets on an average Sunday than Anthony Miller. Whereas John Ross, I think, is higher up in the pecking order for Cincinnati and is something of a boom or bust uh, play. Yo, playing Howard and Brait on flex is good, says Pete Martinez. Um, I don't know about playing both uh, O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. That's a little crazy to me. Hogan or Henry in the flex? I like Chris Hogan this week. Listen, I like Chris Hogan a lot especially when there's no Julian Edelman. He's going to be a target monster, Chris. So I'm getting Chris Hogan in my lineups as much as I possibly can. That is the Chris out there. Dilly dilly to everybody. Strong Style thinks Alfred Morris is a fugazi. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think Alfred Morris is actually going to... Listen, he's not exciting, right? He's not going to break a 90-yard run, but I think he's going to be stable for you and offer a stable floor. And that may be what you need. Okay. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Yo, listen, here's the other question I got for you. Here's the other thing I want to say. Over on uh, Roto Experts in the Morning with the King Scott Angle and, you know, yours truly has been statistician. We've been doing a team name contest where everybody submits their best team name. And I am proud to announce, you may know this already, but the winner of our contest, we put it up on Twitter and all that stuff. Someone in the chat room with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. And it's my guy, the Strong Style Ninja. So here's what we got to do, Strong Style. We're going to get you a free exclusive edge fantasy football package as your winnings. And also the king, Scott Angle, is going to call you one week of the season. You get to cash this in. No problem, Chris, by the way. Um, you get to call. And Scott is going to help you set your lineup for one week of the foot fantasy football season. It's up to you when you want to do it, okay? So I think that's a great prize. So strong style, what we got to do with Danny Otto, and I know you're connected on social media, or you can hit me up on Twitter or, you know, or, or even on Patreon directly. Um, 
send me your info. Send me your email. Send me your phone number because we're going to get uh, the King Scott Angle to uh, hit you off. Yeah, strong style. Your winner was uh, Jimmy G-Spot. Jimmy G-Spot. It beat in the final poll. It beat Carry On My Wayward Son. It beat For Netflix and Chill. And it, me- and it beat um, Turn Your Head and Goff. Those were our four finalists. Strong Style with Jimmy G-Spot. The fans decided, and you won a narrow victory, bro. Strong Style, the poll, those four, literally, you won with 27% of the vote. It went 27, then 25 for Carry On My Wayward Way, uh, Carry On My Wayward Son, 25 for For Netflix and Chill, and 23 for Turn Your Head and Goff. It was tight. It went down to, like, gerrymandering and the uh, Electoral College, okay? And, uh... I promise you there was no collision with this one. Strong style. So game ball, you're right, Lance Davis. To my man, strong style ninja. You know we got a rep for the stats over beat cipher. So big up to that. Hit me up with your contact info, email, or phone number, and we can get to you for, uh, for that. All right? No doubt. Ditka in the butt kiss would have been a good one, Lance. Ditka in the butt kiss would have been a good one. But uh, Scott didn't like some of the middle school humor. I got to tell you that. But let's do this. Let's bring in my man, Danny Otto. Thanks to everybody crushing that like button. That's what it is. Tell a friend to tell a friend, yo. Tell a friend about the cipher. Tell a friend about speeds on Twitter. Tell them about Patreon. Unless they're in your league, then you don't want to uh, let people know what your secret weapon is. But let's bring in my man, Danny Otto, down there in the fantasy pit of misery. What is going on, Danny Otto? Dak lives matter. I like that one. <laughs> I like that one a like. Poppy Pancakes, you know what I say, all quarterbacks matter. I say that a lot uh, as it released guys like Dak and Cam Newton. Uh, but, you know, stable genius and vocal minority here, right? Um, so, uh, Danny, what's going on, brother man? You was in Cali. I your was. birthday. I was. You have any chocolate-covered blueberries, my friend? Have any gummies? I, I yes. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's buddy. That's the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> Here's my thing with those. I always, um, I overdose on those. Because you never know, and you're like, nah, this is all good. Let me have some more. That's my problem. I'm a gluttonous fool when it comes to those, Danny. What do you think? There, there are so many different things. I, my very first experience with going to one of the stores no we can talk about it it's legal we're talking about a dispensary in california people went to a dispensary there it is literally the first day i get off the plane it's recreational there right you show your id it's all love yeah so it was like going to a thank you jay ingram (laughs) thank you jay ingram that's what i try to do for my cypher pa come in every time you get a notification this is how we do it we spit hot fire here on the fantasy freestyle okay we don't stop for nothing i'm sorry danny go ahead bro no that's okay uh, it was like being in a candy store because yeah, the, the the guys behind, behind the counter are like, "Yeah, we can try this. This tastes like that. You can try this. You can do that. We can do it." Yeah. I turn around. There's a freezer behind me. Oh, well, not a freezer. A so fridge behind me. There was THC water. Yeah, I saw that too. So I tried that. Medicated. I had to. Yeah, right? I, I had to try that. I like that. So yeah, I'm just like, I'll take one of those, one of these. Two I like of those. that. Like yeah. Yeah, all right. That's what I'm saying. So I was over there, if you guys remember. I was over there in Cali when the unicorn sister got married um, in mid-August. I missed you guys for a couple of days. Um, But yeah, man, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I also saw that you got a new tattoo. I did. Talk to me about that. Uh, I I had a rule that I wasn't going to get either one of my hands done. But you did. Well, the rule was until I... You gotta stick to your own rules, Danny. Felt felt comfortable enough in my in my jobs. Oh, that, uh, oh so yeah. now you feel like you're a stable professional and, and a stable genius. Oh, absolutely not. And now it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm all good. 
Absolutely not. I Yo, just Lance feel, Davis wants some. <laughs> I feel like now. Um, I'll I'm sorry, a, Pete. It's all love. How do you think we win our leagues and win that cash? How do we think we do all that deep analysis, my friend? But that's all right. Go ahead. Danny, it's all you. Oh, I just said now, <laughs> now it gives me more, motiva- more motivation to be better. That's what I'm talking about. I like that. So listen, shout out Dilly Dilly to Danny. I did a little guest appearance on Popping Off. What do we got in Popping Off tomorrow, Danny? Actually, we have Popping Off tonight. Tonight? What's on Popping Off New tonight? Bodega Cat's coming in and, and stuff? Uh, Bodega Cat will not be joining us this week. Oh, we actually right. have a guest co-host in this week. Who's that? Uh, her name's Corey. And, okay. uh, it's not Corey Parson. No, I said her name is Corey. Listen, you never know, man. Corey's never, actually a I big hear gender is fluid these days. <laughs> I got no problem with that. I'm doing it my other job. We're doing a conference, right? And these stickers, we have like, um, um, uh, like desired pronouns that we're doing as well. I had no clue about that. I was, the person was like, do you identify as he or she? I was like, uh, he? Like, yeah, I'll take he, him. That's my pronoun, you know? But hey. To each his own. I ain't mad at you. Do what you got to do, right? Um, but in any event. All right, so that's what's up. Oh, real quick. Michael Perez, Trey Burton or Evan Ingram? I'm on the Trey Burton train. The Bears invested in Trey Burton. Four years, $32 million. Matt Nagy coming over from Kansas City, implementing that system. Travis Kelsey did fine in that system. And with Evan Ingram, here's my beef with Ingram. He popped off last year when there was no Odell Beckham, when Sterling Shepard was out for some of those weeks. This year, oh, Odell Beckham is there. Oh, Saquon Barkley is there. I think his slice of the pie gets a little bit slower or smaller. All right, Michael Perez. So I like Trey Burton a little bit over, uh, you know, over Evan Ingram. Um, Ernest Delva, that's what's up. Lance Davis, that's what's up. Thanks to everybody for smashing that like. As my man Strong Style said, Strong Style, do me a favor. Remember, hit me up on Twitter, on Patreon. Give me that uh, contact info. Give me that math, and we can make it pop for you. You are the winner of our team name contest. However, starting next week, if you're part of the cipher, you know what it is. Game of inches. That's what I need. If you think you had a horrible beat in week one, you lost by a tenth of a point, or you lost by some last-second field goal, or you lost by something like that, give me those submissions. We're going to be doing game of inches just like we did last year. All right, but I'll be back on Tuesday right before the NFL season kicks off. Little chronicle for you coming on out. That's my boys right there. You may catch me on a verse. You can get them on iTunes also. I'll be giving you DFS picks, injury updates, all that good stuff. Locks of the week. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Thank you. Thank you. Rate, review, subscribe, smash that like. I'll see like like? I'll see you on Thursday. Peace.